0: What's going on everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio October 10th, 2022. I'm your host, Corey Smith, being joined as always by my co-host, my main roster mate, and yours, Mr. Jose Oseguera.
1: How you doing, Corey? Uh this is Jose here. It's a pleasure to be here with you today on this wonderful Sunday. Uh, we're taking a little cue from our NPR folks, and we're gonna have a nice little wrestling podcast
0: today. Yeah, have a nice little chat about uh, ex- Extreme mm. Rules, yeah, yeah. Extreme Rules 2022 just happened this past weekend in uh, in uh, Philadelphia, and yes. uh, we're gonna take a look at that. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. No, but no, but for real. NPR, I love it. love those guys over there. But anyways, City Wrestling Radio, we're here. We're but, gonna talk Extreme Rules.
1: Marijuana must be really good over there.
0: Uh, <laughs> they're just like, yeah, man. We're just uh, Sitting over here, uh, eating some donuts and, uh, um,
1: purple cushion, uh, you know,
0: it's great. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, don't they record in like, uh, in the, you know, like San Francisco, Washington, you know,
1: yeah, all, all the,
0: all the legal stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think New York is starting to legalize it too. So I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think somebody will try to fight me on that. Anyways, <laughs> we're not here to talk about legalizing cannabis and all 50, 50 states, right? Yeah. Okay. It shows how much I know about (laughs) things in all 50 states. We're here to talk about wrestling. More particularly, Extreme Rules 2022. Uh, We're going to talk about that show because, you know what? Bray Wyatt, he's back. Hooray! We're going to look at the entire show. Uh, John Moxley, he signs a contract contract extension with AEW. And uh, could uh, Renee Paquette be uh, joining him? Mm. Well, We'll get a little... The Moxleys in AEW, and uh, Vice sets the date for their upcoming Vince McMahon documentary. One of
1: the many, sure.
0: So, but before we get into all of that, plus much, much more, uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Comment and uh, share City Wrestling Radio to all your friends and family. Let them know that, uh, hey, these guys do a good job over here, and I like listening to them. Because that's what you do when you like a podcast and we also have a, a merch store yet again. Oh, wow. Another another try at this. I feel like this is like our our NWA attempt at making a TV show. The third reboot share? Yeah, you know, they're always, you know, throughout the 90s, I'm sure there was multiple reboots on localized stations and here there impact, you know, TNA mm-hmm. everywhere. But uh check us out in the link below. I believe it's like it was teespring but now it's spring but it's mm-hmm. the website's still called teespring I don't get it but the links below check us out that cool new logo we have is on a hoodie a t-shirt and uh, we got a mug up there
1: a mug a mug
0: Sweet. yeah yeah I like drinking coffee I mean why so I. Yeah, I think that's I actually I'm probably gonna buy the mug myself yeah I can order a like test version I never
1: I never got a chance to get that NWO shirt oh I regret it so much
0: I mean, we could still try to make it work one of these days. Yeah, get the NWO logo, retro logos coming soon. Uh, I'll put it up there, anyways. Let's, uh, yeah, link below. Check it out. Store below. <laughs> All right, extreme rules. Extreme rules, 2022 live. First, from uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. First off, Jose, what did you think of this show? You know,
1: I, I was more entertained than I thought I would be. Um, uh, only two lulls in the in the program. Well, we'll talk about it while we get there. But uh, overall, it was pretty good, pretty exciting. Nice finish. The ending to the show was great. I had fun.
0: No, I definitely thought it was a good show as well. Um, it it had it had definitely had its highs and its lows. Um, it's weird. I think sometimes not having a world champion match, world championship match at as a main event, but at the same time, I think they played it good with matt riddle and uh seth rollins doing and you know the hit. exchange
1: that the exchange that we got at the at the end is the cherry on the ice cream
0: the white rabbit which mm-hmm. there was no white rabbit at the end i was kind of disappointed with that well it, yeah he was he was there yeah uh, th- there was a rabbit in the car he was the, like there was
1: the guy in, in a he was suit, like a gray yeah. rabbit too it's
0: a guy in a suit i know but like the whole time it was like the white rabbit and then like you would think it brain, was a
1: dirty it was a dirty rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be white until it got... And then it was like right?
0: kind of like off to the side. Like They were like, ah, well, the way... He's kind of like one of these characters, you know, amongst <laughs> the fucking creepy pig that looks like the that Winnie the Pooh serial killer remake movie.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Anyways. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was a great show. Anyways, let's get into it. Um, it kicked off, actually, with... Uh, I thought this was a good way to kick off the show. A video package a, a, a worked video package where it was like a spelling bee and the kid was trying to spell extreme, and he, and he was he like spelling it like ECW or you know Philadelphia I believe. Well,
1: it it, it was very reminiscent to those old ECW pay per views we used to get, and with uh, well, Paul Heyman narrating the, the entrances to it. So it, yeah, I, I could see a lot of uh, Paul Heyman influence in
0: that. Well, they're in Philadelphia, you know, yeah, the home yeah. of.
1: Uh, he knows what his WWE. crowd wants. And at the he same time,
0: it reminded me of those old like WWE pay-per-views where they would have, mm-hmm, yeah. like, like, battlegrounds tested, these guys fighting wars, you know?
1: Mm-hmm, Things mm-hmm.
0: like that. I thought it was pretty awesome. But anyways.
1: Yeah, yeah I dug it, too. Yeah,
0: First match of the night uh, was the uh, the Brawling Brutes defeating Imperium mm-hmm. in this opening match. Uh, I mean, this was a hard-hitting match uh, from start to finish filled with multiple shillelaghs, which... <laughs> I don't know where all of these shillelaghs came from. I, I didn't see Sheamus come out with like a backpack of shillelaghs.
1: Yeah. And what's the – do you know the legit – I want to say like a bat. It has to be a certain you know length. Uh, remember Fifth Finley used to carry yeah. the shillelagh and it was like you know 12 inches long? This one was like three feet.
0: That's what I was wondering because I was like, what is a shillelagh? Because I always thought like a shillelagh was just like just some random hitting stick. But now it's like this thing was like a cane. Yeah. Like, is it a cane? Is it uh a... Finley
1: never had a cane?
0: I don't know what the
1: fuck I mean, it was is. a cane for hornswoggle, but not for Fifth Finley.
0: Yeah, uh, I thought this was a great match. I mean, anything between, I and I think these guys, all of them, are getting over more and more, especially somebody who I think is more over than they've ever been as a single star, and that's Sheamus.
1: Yeah, right. Like, yeah.
0: he's been world champion. I know that. You know, you can argue, well, he's world champion. He was o- more over then. No, I don't think he was because people just kind of yeah. ripped on him and called him, like, oh, the mayonnaise body guy. And, yeah, yeah. You know, the, yeah,
1: there's, catch There's Yeah, di- there's definitely a difference between pushed, over pushed and over.
0: And I think this is, like, the right thing to do with him, him going back and forth with Gunther. Mm-hmm. So... It's Uh, a good
1: program. I like it.
0: But the end of the match saw Sheamus hit Giovanni Vinci with a bro kick and getting the pin and the win. Anything you want to add about this match, Jose?
1: No. Exciting. Good opener. Hot, hot, hot. If you're not going to have New Day open your show like they've been doing for the past 1,000 years, then this is actually pretty good. It's an improvement. Not not an improvement, but um, you're maintaining your uh, curtain jerking.
0: Uh, next up was a Miz promo where he went face-to-face with the Flyer Philadelphia Flyers mascot, which was kind of an ongoing theme throughout the night mm-hmm. a couple times. And then we had Little Miss Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan. Wow, dude. I mean, wow. So... <laughs> wow. After weeks of buildup where we thought Morgan almost was gonna stand almost no chance at all uh at beating ronda rousey um she apparently stood no fucking chance at beating ronda rousey despite having a giant foam baseball bat what you can tell when she was hitting her with that thing like she was hitting her hard and like like that those look like soft hits but she's swinging hard
1: yeah there were there was zero selling in this there was zero logic it was zero psychology.
0: There were some cool spots. I mean, was, I
1: mean, yeah, there was some cool spots. You know, the the finish was was cool. I guess.
0: Uh, I okay. So it was a weird match where Ronda pretty much beat the hell out of Liv for most of the match. Uh, Liv hit Rousey with a series of chair shots, though. At one point, eventually hitting what Corey Grave called a Van Morganator, which was with the chair and the, uh, was it the um, the code breaker? Yeah, with the chair.
1: Or was it a, like a yeah it was cold breaker.
0: Yeah. Uh, eventually, Live hit Rousey with a senton putting her through the table. There was you know there was some hope spots for Live. They did give her that in the match, but I felt like the end of the match was fucking weird. Like
1: you get thrown through, you get crashed through a table, and you have the wherewithal to put on. A million different submissions. So I...
0: she's trying. Rhonda's trying to get this arm bar on Liv, and Liv's trying to pick her up, trying to break out of it. And Liv, er, Rhonda is just struggling to get something, you know, locked in. Mm-hmm. And eventually she gets what looked like an arm bar. What'd they call it? Like a a, ca- a calf crusher. No, not the calf crusher, but you know. No,
1: yeah. Like, a shoulder crusher, elbow some, crusher. Whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> something and, and weird. It was yeah. just.
0: She eventually Liv... Did she tap? Or, or did she just pass out?
1: No, she... I get... She passed out smiling.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think this was just... They're, they're gonna try to build Liv Morgan as, like, a Joker, you know, from Batman-type mm, yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ronda Rousey is your new SmackDown Women's Champion. She did kick up the dust behind her at Liv Morgan, which I thought... Where,
1: where do we happen. go from here? I mean, I don't see... Any anybody avail- Any contender available? Uh, well, yeah, I guess you have uh, Charlotte coming back soon, right?
0: Didn't they just do a three-way a couple years ago with Charlotte, Becky, and <sighs> you Rousey? Mean, headlining? The main you eventing. Have
1: to, you have to recycle. It's good for the environment.
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I've heard rumors and murmurs of Becky and Rousey this year for both titles but I, I uh just like that's the same thing that they did a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, so next up uh Drew McIntyre versus Karrion and Cross in a strap match.
1: At least they put them back to back.
0: <laughs> I I mean, I don't know. I I didn't really I wasn't feeling this match going in, and yeah, yeah, yeah. the match did nothing for me. Like yeah, they, yeah, yeah. it was an okay match, I guess. There was brawling. It, it was a, it was
1: a SmackDown match, no doubt. And
0: uh, yeah, back and forth strap slaps. You know, the beginning of the match was weird. Where Karrion Cross refused to put his hand in the strap, and Scarlett, you know, takes advantage, pulls the strap with um, Drew McIntyre locked in it. They battle into the crowd. They battle back into the ring. Eventually, back in the ring, Drew's about to go for the claymore, and Scarlett pepper sprays Drew McIntyre.
1: I'm surprised the the announcers were making such a big deal out of it. They didn't make a deal like, "Oh my God, my eyes are watery." You know, they should have sold that a little bit more.
0: Well, I mean, the other week he got hit with a fireball, Jose. Oh, yeah, you're right. We should all remember that. We're not. We're not dumb. We're the city wrestling. Or, <laughs> the wwe universe you know yeah i mean we yeah. are of the city wrestling radio universe me you and everyone mm-hmm. listening at home but you know fuck.
1: it's a multiverse come on yeah, we could travel man. through it
0: whoa man <laughs> yeah and then um we had the cross hammer and the pin in the wind for carrying cross i mean carrying cross and scarlet they look good they have a good package but they're just missing something for me and i think they have been ever since they were in nxt you know yeah yeah totally it, um, it's just something i don't know what it is i feel like they have so much put behind them but they're just missing that just
1: mm. yeah maybe
0: like a wyatt influence i don't know at this yeah, me point either I, <laughs> at this point <laughs> right i don't know man <sighs> well, we'll, see. well we'll see we'll see I, you know i have faith put so all far this, whatever put all the spooky shit you together i see what you're saying put all the spooky shit together but
1: yeah and we'll make one spookathon sure
0: uh, next up, Bianca Belair defeated Bailey in uh the first ever women's singles ladder match on a pay per view SmackDown. Or they're really stretching for these fucking first ever's, man.
1: Yeah, on a Saturday in
0: Philadelphia. Yeah, right. I, I mean, cool. I mean, right on if that's the case. But at the uh, same oh, wait, time... we're not
1: done. The ladders are made from aluminum, and not steel, like usual.
0: Wait, did is that? Did <sighs> they say that? No, no, no. Oh, okay, I was gonna say um some of those ladders were pretty flimsy though i'm not oh
1: yeah 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 they're made out of recycled cans
0: uh this was a pretty much by the numbers ladder match i feel like there was not too many crazy spots but it was a good match you know what i mean like they still did things with the ladders um you know uh was it bailey hitting the sunset flip to bianca on the ladder in the corner yeah that was a fucking awesome spot uh Bailey setting up the ladder, you know, between the barricade and the ring steps on the outside. Um mm-hmm. with uh, you know, eventually her getting set up on that and Bianca hitting the elbow drop. So there was a lot of cool stuff in the match, but at the same time, they didn't necessarily push that limit, and I guess maybe they didn't need to because it was the first ever, quote unquote. Which yeah. it and is. They, but they they
1: went over too, right? You think?
0: Over time.
1: Yeah. Because it looked like Bianca was setting up one of the ladders, it, you know, um, not the main ladder that went up to the title, but she was setting up another ladder in front of it, right? Yeah. Uh, Torch TV. And then a shout was made and she made a beeline for Bailey. And that's when they did that spot in the corner with that half a ladder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then they ignored that one ladder. She was setting up completely hmm. and they went to the finish. So it, it felt like that there there was a spot missing from there. Yeah.
0: Uh, eventually, damage control come out to uh, beat down on Bianca Belair. Bianca does; she technically gets both women on her shoulders to hit a K.O.D. to both Dakota Kai and EO Sky. But oh my,
1: I'm I'm so glad that worked out because that could have been trouble. Have... Um,
0: I'm stretching this. So what happened was is you know they were in the corner, and uh, Bianca was standing there while. I believe it was Dakota was first on Bianca's yeah. shoulders, and mm-hmm. then Io tried to get on top. Well, not try to, but, you know, uh, got on top. Try to double stack. Yeah. yeah, and she was just, like, holding on to Dakota, and Dakota's holding on to her. And um, they're, yeah. Her yeah. feet
1: are falling off on the opposite side of the ring. And,
0: like. just, <laughs> and they actually showed a replay of it, too, which I guess it didn't look that bad, but at the same time. It was, it was hey, scary. whoever
1: that replay guy is, he's got to give him props. He ended that thing perfect,
0: pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, the end of the match saw Bailey, um, holding half just holding half a ladder and a uh, broken ladder that broken half earlier in the match, and uh, Bianca Belair giving her a KOD while holding the ladder, which was a little weird, but okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, eventually, Bianca climbed up and grabbed her title and won. So. Bianca Belair is still your raw women's champion. Anything mm-hmm. you wanted to add about that?
1: Um is is she truly over? I mean, by the reaction of the crowd, it seems like it is, but then Bianca, you know, what we, yeah, like
0: I think so because I think yeah. she's on that level of where you and I, she's over, but she's not to the people. She's not to you and I. Like we okay. like her,
1: yeah. Like yeah, totally. I
0: like her a lot. I think she's awesome, mm-hmm. um, but I think she's not. Like, made for our demographics. You know what I mean?
1: I like her better in the chase position. You yeah. Know what I mean?
0: No, I just, I think she brings a lot more to WWE. I think a lot more kids look up to her, a lot more girls look up to her. Okay. And yeah. I think I'll, I'll take as, that. Mm-hmm. you know, us being guys, like, we're like, yeah, she's awesome, but like, you know, but she's, you know, sitting there saying she's the toughest, the fastest, the best, whatever. And then she's also, you know, she looks good while she does it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, she is the, you know, right now, like she's the champion and she's, you know, one of the definitions of brawn and beauty mixed together.
1: Yeah. Maybe I'm I'm wearing those Bailey goggles a little bit too long. I really was pulling for Bailey.
0: Bailey with all her, um, uh, her buckles, her plastic buckles.
1: Yeah. A nice little shout out to Sarah Lee, by the
0: way, on the, on the wrist tape. Oh yeah, the passing of Sarah Lee this way. I didn't remember Sarah. i I mean I wasn't watching tough enough.
1: Well, that was like the last it of was tough the tough last that I season saw. it was the last yeah. season i
0: believe mm-hmm. and uh yeah, I mean thirty years old man that's you're young that's, that's too, young. too young that's younger than mm-hmm. me and that's mm-hmm. mm, when you're younger than me and you pass away that's too much that's too young. Next up is edge versus Finn Balor in an I quit match mm. also thought this match i mean I thought this was a really good match.
1: Yeah. Okay. The the controversy here. What do we think about Finn's new mask? I loved it. I did too. I love the whole entrance. I love that it's a remix on the old um, on the old version. It's
0: new, and I think I like that it's new. I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Oh, he looks so good."
1: No, no, no. He needed a refresh, click, and that was it. I think the the purple the purple shirt in the back pocket wasn't enough.
0: Maybe you know, maybe lose the jacket or something. But at the same time, the mask doesn't represent to me what a leader of a group would wear to me. Like, he seems like maybe a number two or the hitman of a group. You know what I mean? Okay,
1: yeah, I can see how you say that, yeah.
0: But to me, it doesn't seem to me like a leader of the group. That's just me reading too much into it and, like, just thinking about movies and, you know, how groups like that.
1: Oh, I guarantee you, Monday, we're going to see an improvement to the mask. Something's going to change in that
0: thing. And I hope we see more all around from the other ones, too. Yeah. Like, more pushes like that. And, and you're seeing that in WWE. Slowly but surely. And that's what I'm saying. They're mm-hmm. they're, they're doing the tortoise route.
1: Yeah, and this totally gave me some uh, Demolition vibes, that mask.
0: Oh, definitely, yeah. Well, Demolition, they had the leather masks that just came, but this was... Uh, H- hockey mask. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, anyways, the match. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh both these guys i mean they worked fucking hard um yeah, i can't yeah. wait to see them go at it i, I actually can't wait to see them and their rematch because they're eventually going to have another rematch mm-hmm. um you mentioned Baller's mask i'll give edge a men- mention because uh he was giving a i'm not i'm just gonna say it i'm gonna confirm it that was that was for us those orange and black tights
1: mm-hmm Definitely. I'm just saying. Shout out. Uh, Thanks. Just thanks for
0: listening. Don't don't ask nobody. If anyone listening to this knows Edge, don't ask him. Just assume that that was a shout out to us because I just give him a wink. Yeah, just just give him a wink and say nice tights. Just say, hey, nice tights, and then give him a wink, and he'll know that you're a fan of City Wrestling Radio. Uh, So one thing about these I Quit matches, which I find really funny, especially this match. (laughs) Mm. It, it, just that referee with the mic man it's just yeah. anytime there's like any move put in place it's just
1: <sighs>
0: <sighs> yeah, yeah. yeah expe- well, no screw you especially balor yeah edge was just like
1: <sighs> screw you <laughs>
0: where balor <be> like ah <sighs> <sighs> no i'm not quitting <laughs> or there was one time where they're like, like do you quit no it was just a yeah, quick no. yeah Love
1: oh and that. the way they were selling it all oh, to say i quit in front of your opponent and in front of the whole universe well, that, well i mean cool. saying i quit is the same thing as tapping out
0: well I, this no, is
1: pretty much a glorified this uh, is, submission match
0: jose this is the most embarrassing thing that can happen to a wrestler in Screw WWE. Out, yeah yeah not tapping out when you tap out you're just saying Okay, just let me out of this real quick. You know, like match over. <laughs> when you're saying I quit, you're saying you're you're verbally saying those words that'll just come back and haunt you over time. <laughs> you beat me up so hard. I quit. You said you quit on you something. Are, you are my master. It's not like you couldn't take the pain. You quit. You quit <laughs> the match. Oh, man. Uh, okay, anyway. <laughs> eventually, uh, Balor is about to quit and uh, that's when priest and dominic mysterio come out for the save edge goes for a spear but uh when in the corner rhea ripley out of nowhere just handcuffs edge to the top rope judgment day beat down on edge that's when ray mysterio come out for the save uh dominic beats down on ray and michael cole is just flipping out that's your father that is your father <laughs> Yeah, you you despicable human being your fault. I'm just like, this has been going on for weeks, hasn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, out of nowhere, Beth Phoenix gets in the ring with a kendo stick, starts to swing away, beat down on Judgment, Judgment Day. That's when her and Rhea Ripley come face to so face. Well, I think we're going to get a Beth Phoenix Rhea Ripley match coming up soon. Oh, yeah, because they haven't really been doing much with Rhea Ripley. Like...
1: She, she can't... Yeah, they're, they're trying hard not to get her involved. They're like, doing... Uh,
0: they're using her in the angle. Yeah. But what is she doing in the ring? Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Um, Beth frees Edge. Edge makes a quick work of Judgment Day, hitting Balor with three spears. Beth gets chair. Edge breaks the chair apart, or at least a little piece off of the chair. Goes for the... Um, the chair cross face that he did the,
1: the smile cross face he makes yeah. people smile with that thing in his mouth huh? uh
0: ria gets brace in face yeah ria gets in knocks out beth with the brass knucks that's when um we get three they the judgment day takes out edge three coup de gras to edge and balor's holding edge uh you know over beth's body and uh ria goes for a concerto to beth and that's when edge says I quit. I mean, it was just very, okay, I quit. Okay, okay good. Okay, so. okay, 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 okay. It's fine. I, I said the words. Can we just, okay, I said so. it, match over. Let's go. Beth, let's go. We have the kids to pick up. Yeah. Um. So he quits. Balor wins by by quit, by Edge quitting. And uh, the dastardly heel that Rhea Ripley is, which, you know, I, like I said, Beth is going to be out probably for a couple, for a little while and then come back and we'll have a match in the next Mm pay-per-view or a premium live event. Uh, She still hits the concerto on Beth Phoenix, leaving Edge distraught over his wife.
1: Or over the loss. Ah, damn it, they were going to hit her anyway. Maybe I shouldn't have quit. (laughs) It's like, damn it, Beth. (laughs) Why'd you come out? And no AJ sighting.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, everyone was assuming AJ was going to turn on... Well, I guess he was having the feud with Ray,
1: so I yeah. Don't know. So uh, what I'm what I'm imagining is he's going to fill in for Edge while Edge goes on, you know, his uh, his hurt angle, yeah. right?
0: Well, yeah, and they're doing this thing now. He's
1: tending he's tending to his wife or what have you. Yeah.
0: They're doing this thing now too, where they they used to do this thing in WWE where everyone just had one thing to do. Like everyone, oh, just like okay. yeah. Ray would have a feud with AJ Styles. And it's like, oh, he's having a feud with AJ Styles because of the Judgment Day. Ooh. And mm-hmm. you'll never see him unless he's working with AJ. Yeah. But now it's like you'll see Ray's having a feud with him because of the Judgment Day stuff, but he's still going to come out and help Edge because Edge had a part to do with it, you know, because Edge is facing... It's
1: Ray Mysterio side quest, yeah.
0: Exactly. They're having more side quests for people. You know, Johnny Gargano showing up on SmackDown along with Kevin Owens, things of that nature. So, all right. All right. I'll I think it's pretty it. cool. Yeah. Uh, next up we had Miz trying to go into triple H's office. That's when the Philadelphia flyers mascot again, uh, sneaks up behind him and, uh, he beats, uh, the Miz beats down on him thinking it's Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis shows up behind, uh, Miz and chokes him out. And, uh, where is this going?
1: Uh, yeah, um, I've had enough of it. It's, it, has, it hasn't been going anywhere.
0: Why? No. Why is Loomis doing this? Yeah, I don't uh, get it. I'm behind the like, Miz. This, this guy, as, dude, he's every... an asshole. But, you know, assholes don't deserve to get killed. I'm yeah, we... <laughs> just saying. Unless they're like Hitler assholes. Then, sure, know, yeah. Eh. But, you know, if they're not Hitler, then, you know, <laughs> they probably don't deserve to get killed. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, there's laws against that thing. Um, yeah, we we we've been seeing the same thing happen over and over for I would say about two months now. Yeah, at least.
0: Yeah,
1: come on, you guys, pay off, pay off, pay off.
0: So next up, we have the main event of the evening, or at least the main event match of the evening: Seth Rollins, Matt Riddle, Fight bit, Fight Pit, Fight bit, Fight Pit, Fight bit. It's a Fight bit match. Yeah. Um, I thought this Fight was definitely a lot better to me. Than the Matt Riddle Timothy Thatcher fight pit match in NXT a couple years ago.
1: I didn't see that, so I had none to compare it to. Well, I did have something to compare it to. I had to the uh um, the Lions Den
0: matches. Well, these are way better than Lions Den. This so. is
1: better than that. Way okay, better. So,
0: yeah, but this is just a glorified. At the end of the day, it's a glorified ladder match.
1: Uh, cage match.
0: Or yeah, sorry, cage match. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so. Seth Rollins comes out to the ring. He's paying tribute to R V D with his gear because, you know, Philadelphia EC. That was a nice
1: callback. He even hit a nice little five star frog splash in the match. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And if you didn't know he was paying tribute to R V D, he came out and did the R V D hand gestures. So mm-hmm. if you didn't know, now you know. Um <clears throat> the two back and forth brawling in this match. Like I said, it was a nice, good, good match. Riddle hits a nice steel or steel springboard kick, I'll call it, to Seth Rollins. Uh, A lot of ground and pound between the two. One thing I do want to point out, one person who played an excellent role in this match as their role, as the referee, was one DC, Daniel Cormier, who, uh, I hold on, hear me out, played the best referee ever because he was the weirdest fucking guy in this match. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how many times did he pull them apart? Hey, you're fighting him. You're not fighting me. Okay. back Back it up. You're not fighting me. You're fighting him. Don't touch me. Don't touch me again. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just like he had no energy. Yeah.
1: And what was this? Is this considered a no key DQ match? It, it, it is, right? I
0: mean, it's a fight pet match. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be no DQ. Uh, he was enforcing a whole lot of rules.
0: Well, he was gonna beat him up. You know, yeah. he's gonna beat him up. You know, you don't. No, but he him. made like he
1: he. he what happened? Uh, Seth Rollins had. Um, riddle like down in in, in in like a weird submission yeah, position yeah. he broke it up wait wait what are you doing why, why are you breaking this up
0: oh yeah yeah you're right well because he had to tell him, hey you're fighting him you're not fighting me you're fighting him not me yeah and then he had to break up another one where he's like hey riddle you're fighting him mm-hmm. not me mm-hmm. get it okay okay good we're good
1: oh you think maybe it was, it's a uh, it's an mma rule where they, where they fight and they fight into a standstill they have to break it up and reset. Could be. You yeah. think it's one of those deals? I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't know either. the whole rules of the the fight pit match. So, you got me. I'm a noob.
0: Uh. So, yeah. And and Daniel Cormier. Is he like? He's like current. Like, he, is he still fighting?
1: Doesn't no. look like it by his shape.
0: <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Um so they battle around the fight pit. They battle up to the top of the fight pit, the top level of the fight pit, the fight pit. Uh-huh. I mean, that's where that platform is there, which right? Which had nice uh, nice views of the uh the stadium <laughs> overlooking the the uh the ground floor section. A nice uh, direct view of the 7th uh the 7th section food court,
1: which had And the lo- And the luxury boxes were in plain view
0: yeah uh so they battle on that top level i so there was one point where riddle goes for another rko but rollins escapes hits a stomp the two battle on that top level cage there's a buckle bomb to riddle at the top level but Mm.
1: uh
0: it wasn't necessarily a buckle bomb because he didn't throw him into the side of the cage he like threw him about three or four feet back because he didn't want to throw him over the cage man that would have been bad which would have been real bad um, I do love though, in 2022, we're have we're still having the RKO versus the pedigree in a match, right? Yeah. You know, riddle with the RKO to Rollins, uh, pedigree to riddle back and forth. Rollins falls off to the mat. Riddle jumps off of the, uh, <laughs> the top of the cage. hits a floating bro, but he hesitates a little bit jumping off of this cage. And you yeah. can tell he was a little scared. Cause it was more of like a, not a leap off the cage, but more of like a, Hold on, let me jump down there real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, definitely something I couldn't do, but at the same time.
1: For- oh, and he sold the F out of it. I don't know how much of it was really a sell or real pain. I'm, he, I'm looking at this like Jesus Christ, this guy could have cracked his vertebrae in two different places. Riddle
0: is screaming at the top of his lungs, dude. Yeah. And I don't know. It, he looks like he got hurt more than uh, Rollins did. Riddle though locks in a triangle, and uh, Rollins goes for a powerbomb while locked into that triangle. But Riddle doesn't let go, and we have a submission victory. Roll or Riddle ta- or Rollins taps out. Sorry, and uh, Matt Riddle wins the fight pit. So that's it. I love. their, you know, would anything you want to add to this match?
1: Um, you know, it was entertaining. I had fun. Yeah. Uh, I was You know, as soon as the bell rang, I was like, all right, let's
0: go. My main event is happening right now. So the the show starting to come to an end. I love they put up the graphics and everything, and the lights go out. Everyone starts freaking. Oh my god! Ah. <laughs> After, you know, um, all of a sudden, over the uh, the speakers, you hear Bray Wyatt's voice singing. You know, he's got the whole world in his hands, mm-hmm. and he's singing this for a little while. The spotlight cuts to different parts in the arena where you see somebody dressed in a pig costume. Like the pig from the Firefly Funhouse, but imagine that pig being, like I said, from that new Winnie the Pooh horror film. Mm-hmm. Uh, six
1: foot six, 350 pounds.
0: Lifelike, you know, pig. Bell- belly
1: sticking out of his tank.
0: Yeah. Uh, somebody dressed as like a vulture, it's kind of the same way. Somebody dressed as the rabbit, and then somebody dressed as Sister Abby. Eventually, the burnt fiend mask.
1: Oh, did you see the two female titles behind Sister Abby?
0: No, I did not.
1: There were two titles hanging over the ledge on her left, so that would be our right.
0: Okay, I mean that could have been a fan too. You know what I mean? You know. Who oh, that's a clue. It's okay, Alexa. Uh, Alexa. I mean, it could be maybe Becky, Rhonda, and Alexa. Yeah. Um. So there's the burnt fiend mask that showed up on the commentary table. That's what it was, right?
1: Oh, see, I was gonna ask you what that was. I, I wasn't think it sure. was that
0: burnt fiend mask. Yeah. And then, uh, then it cuts to someone ringside, which is like a baby fiend. So was that yeah, supposed well, to be the smaller. fiend?
1: Uh, I guess. Like that was a child, <laughs> so right? Seems
0: so small. That yeah. was a child in a in a fiend costume. Yeah. But it was the actual fiend mask, and it was part of the mm-hmm. show, not like just somebody randomly in a fiend mask and. Um, so, the like I said, The Fiend's Ringside, uh, it cuts to a video package where it cuts to the abandoned Firefly Funhouse. It starts kind of playing the music. Mm, very cool. A lot cool. Of, a of distorted, you know. Cobwebs. Yeah, exactly. A lot of distorted uh, video effects going on. Um, kind of going through the past of Bray Wyatt. And then somebody walks down, not into the ring, but at the entrance, they put this doorway Mm-hmm. and then somebody's so, walking through the doorway with a lantern. Well, I
1: mean, it, it was a little bit more dramatic w- uh, than that. Um, when they had the doorway closed and it opens, and that huge bright white light comes out, so you're anticipating
0: the best. Well, it's and, definitely you know, a 1980s horror film.
1: 100%, yeah. You know what I mean? Think house or evil dead.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. And uh, somebody walks through with a lantern. It's obviously Bray Wyatt wearing a new mask.
1: Uh, influenced, it looks like, by that new Ethan Hawke movie, uh, Black Phone.
0: Okay. A mixture
1: of that and the Mr. Robot series. You remember that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I remember Mr. Robot. I thought it was very, like, Japanese demon-esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: that too. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Bray blows out his lantern, and he says something to the camera, probably like, you know, I'm here.
1: Yeah, some But
0: the fucking... Pop was huge
1: oh man nothing's been more over in, in wwe for a long time i mean you could compare this to the cm punk return
0: oh yeah definitely i think i well i actually was just watching that video the other day somebody posted it, it was like oh it's the best return best return ever man and uh yeah yeah it was louder i think but i feel like the stadium i don't know i gotta i gotta rewatch i feel like the stadium for the cm punk one was bigger so there was an equally okay yeah 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 Yeah.
1: and i feel like Um, the sound
0: was really fucked up at the at the aew uh that whole whole show i remember me and michael talking about it here in city wrestling radio check out all the shows on our archives um he was saying how he was like does a does wwe owned like the the rights to like static noise before uh <laughs> a song because it played very weird you know uh-huh, uh-huh. anyways um anything you want to add about extreme rules 2022 before we move on
1: uh good job predicting the debut of the now re-emerging fiend or uh, bray Wyatt. good job uh applause we'll to you sir
0: we'll see if he has his same music i was hoping it would play you know something but
1: yeah we'll we'll hear a remix uh tomorrow hopefully um monday night. Also, I mean, this this paid off well, right? I I Uh, out of out of all the build, um, they they did it. Congratulations! Let's see where it goes. They
0: weren't blowing their load any sense in the match. The whole show built up to the end. Yeah, like
1: you just got to tease. I don't. I didn't really watch closely enough during the middle uh, segments, but at the very very beginning during uh, the the opening match. Right before the match started, they cut away to the rabbit. You know, that little graphic with the rabbit jumped down the hole. Yeah, so I thought that was a good, you know, a bookend moment. Hey,
0: watch tonight. Watch the rest of the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, also, I would like to add that, you know, there have been reports that because Bray White is back, Bo Dallas will be returning as well. White rabbit. So, I mean, yeah, he
1: he fits the white rabbit persona. He could actually
0: be the white rabbit, which would make more sense to me. Um, joining his brother Bray in some sort of stable.
1: I mean, there's that's the him, him and Braun Strowman, right? Uh, and Alexa Bliss, of course. Uh those are the automatic ends, right? And yes.
0: Yeah. So I think this is uh it's rumors at this point. I mean it was only confirmed by Brian Alvarez. I know. I mean and, and even even, <laughs> even that, I mean, half the stuff that gets confirmed by him, he's like, oh, I never said that. Yeah. I said I was thinking about this. So, Uh, you know. Green salt, everybody. Green salt. Bo Dallas could be returning to WWE soon. Which would make sense.
1: He he was popular in NXT, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, Some some more news coming out of WWE this week. There is a commentary shakeup at the broadcasting table. I'm a fan of this. So earlier this week, WWE announced a shakeup to the commentary table. It seems that the two-man booth is back and here to stay. Jimmy Smith reveals uh on Twitter earlier this week that he is leaving the Monday Night Raw broadcasting team along with uh reports of Nigel McGuinness also leaving WWE. Uh I, there,
1: I'm not a fan of that.
0: There were report of Nigel McGinnis.
1: Yeah, I'm a fan of the, you know, I'm, I do like I watch Nigel a lot. McGinnis, yeah. yeah, and I watch a lot of Euro fo- uh I was to say football, soccer. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I'm a fan of that, you know, very um enthusiastic Euro accent. Cheeky
0: Sure. Um, the one thing I, did, I would like to say is Jimmy Smith. It was funny because he did say in an interview that, you know, he got hints that he was being fired.
1: Yeah. yeah you know, that. he said,
0: Hey, is there something, you know, like he goes, I have some notes with Riddle and Rollins for this upcoming match on, on Sunday. And I guess Triple H said, Oh yeah, give, give them to Michael Cole. And he was like, his, I was like why, <laughs> Oops, why, why would why, I, why? why would I give them to Michael Cole? And it's because he now we know and he goes, Oh, I was getting fired. Damn it
1: uh spoiler alert
0: uh so Give monday night Nicole. monday night raw is gonna see a two-man commentary team of kevin patrick who's making his debut on the commentary table with Corey graves smackdown is gonna be michael cole and wade barrett for the time I'm, being i'm down uh until pat mcafee is uh expected back you know he is expected back after his commitments to college game day i believe it is
1: mm-hmm.
0: nxt this is the one that i think is a little weird Vic joseph and booker T. Uh,
1: Booker T is a placeholder for Wade Barrett for when Pat McAfee comes. You know, all the dominoes fall into place then.
0: Okay. Corey Graves and Michael Cole are going to do, be doing pay per view. So I perfect. mean, perfect. What you 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 like this move? Apparently.
1: Well, you know, I'm a fan of shakeups. Yeah. I'm a fan of you know new, new announced teams seeing how they gel. I'm a fan of Corey Graves. The MVPs are doing the pay per views, right?
0: Yes. Michael Cole and Corey Graves are now permanently on the premium live event broadcasting team
1: yeah so it makes and the other thing that makes sense is how i mentioned you know the dominoes is booker t is just a placeholder for now um he's he is the greatest but but not you know what i mean yeah um, i love him on the call and i love him he, he was he was part of that one show that they were doing on sundays i forgot what it was called it, it was after all the you know any documentaries yeah, yeah yeah he was doing one of those shows and he was hilarious like he ducky, gets, quack quack yeah, um so he'll be a good placeholder. I, I didn't think back. about
0: that. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Um that yeah. makes more sense pa- to me.
1: McAfee will come back and you know in the spring, Wade Barrett will come back to his NXT duties and then Booker T will be pre-show once again. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean I'm looking forward to see what happens cuz you know Booker T you know they could do the whole, you know, I put the T in NXT. You know. Right. Uh, anyways, let's move on. Jonathan Moxley, he signs a 5-year extension deal with AEW because it's safe to assume John Moxley has, is staying with AEW. It's been safe to assume that for mm-hmm. quite some time now. But the current AEW champion reaffirmed everyone's beliefs when he signed a five-year extension with AEW this week. The contract, quote, allows him to work exclusively with AEW and international partner New Japan Pro Wrestling. It has also been rumored that the contract does allow him to work in GCW per approval of AEW... Tony Khan, AEW yes. CEO, Tony Khan,
1: as long as it doesn't get in, you know, in the way of our events,
0: you know, fine. but I heard that, you know, they've been trying to get him to not work GCW shows. So it's and... a very
1: violent federation.
0: So, and this comes after Moxley did drop the GCW world title this last weekend to Nick gauge. Mm-hmm. The contract also does extend Moxley's role in AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, he's going to be moving into more of a mentoring and coaching role for some of the newer talent. Tony Khan was quoted in saying, John is a great world champion for us in his third reign. His wrestling mind is invaluable and our roster is lucky to have the opportunity to utilize his him as a mentor and a coach. Uh, According to Dave Meltzer, uh, John Moxley was working without a contract for some time now. No word on exactly how long, but. What an awesome dude. <laughs> it really shows his commitment to AEW. And there also are some reports that uh, Renee Paquette could be heading to AEW along with her husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to Fightful, so hear me out. According to Fightful, sources within WWE believe that Renee is heading to AEW uh, after making inquiries of her current job status.
1: Huh, somebody just Tony Schiavone this, huh?
0: So, you know, but like I said, this is all he said. She said, WWE mm-hmm. said, they think this, who knows what. So, what, you know, so- it,
1: it feels like it's the time where uh triple H is, you know, reaching out to all the old heads that he wants working for him. So it, it makes sense that he reached out. And,
0: I mean, he's reaching out to people that are under contract. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well,
0: so, Jose, what do you think about John Moxley staying in AEW for the foreseeable future and possibly Renee heading to AEW?
1: Well, yeah, John Moxley came and just kicked this door down and said, this place is mine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to plant my roots here. I'm going to make. Uh, I'm gonna be the leader in the locker room. I'm gonna be everything this company needs out of its champion. And you know what? Frankly, he's he's done that and then some. He came back. He canceled his vacation when you know the shit hit the fan with the CM Punk Elite situation. Um, he every single title reign has been. Uh, I don't want to say spectacular, but it's been meat on the bone.
0: Yeah, yeah. Except for that one where it was like five days
1: yeah That um shit, but whatever. and it only makes sense that he 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 made such an impression on tony khan now that he supposedly has his wife joining the fed so congratulations man get your
0: bag yeah no I, I i think this is a great move for him and he i think it's weird to say but i think and you know i don't like to look down on other like the downfalls of somebody else but cm punk being gone kenny omega being gone. This like really let let him shine. It gave him the chance to shine even more. You know, it gave him yeah. more opportunities. When everything fell through with everybody else, who stepped up to the plate? You know? And, oh, yeah. and um, who carried this company?
1: John Moxley is Tony Khan's new Cody.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's leading. I'm gonna do
1: for you what I didn't do for Cody.
0: You know, yeah, I mean Cody, you know, he was Mr. Red, White, and Blue leading the charge you know, being the, the face of AEW for the longest time. Mm-hmm. you yeah. know. But uh, one person who I don't see being the face of America anytime soon is The Rock. Oh, uh, unfortunately, in a recent... Well, I guess, I unfortunately, for some people who wanted The Rock to be president, I, we'll get there. Uh, in a recent interview with CBS News, Dwayne The Rock Johnson says, a presidential run is, quote... Off the table. The Rock did go on to say, I will say this, because it requires a B-side to this. I love our country and everyone in it. I also love being a daddy. And that's the most important thing to me, is being a daddy. Number one, especially during this time, this critical time in my daughter's lives, because I know what it takes to, what it was like to be on the road And be so busy that I was absent for a lot of years when my daughter, my first daughter's growing up. Oh, uh, the one in NXT Yep. at that critical age, at that critical time in their life. Um, and that's what the presidency will do. Um, will take away time. CEO. Sure. CEO sounds great, but number one thing I want to be is a daddy and that's it.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the, the show predicts it. It's uh it's we're filmed in the future, of course. Um, you know, young rock, he doesn't run for president until like twenty thirty two. So we got time, guys.
0: No <laughs> Yeah, see that it plays out to the whole story. I mean, I'm sure next season there'll be the remember when you said no to be running for president? <laughs> yeah, oh man, now, now that was you great. look at you. Yeah. Vice, uh moving on. Vice sets the date. Oh, I mean Yeah. Vice sets the date. Mm -hmm. Vince McMahon documentary coming out it's called the nine lives of Vince McMahon uh it's set to air Tuesday October 18th 8 p.m eastern this documentary is going to focus on the recent Wall Street Journal article which uh forced out Vince McMahon out of the WWE the entire Mm -hmm. company Jose you know with documentaries like this you yeah. know they're so it's such a broad topic a vince mcmahon documentary the nine lives of vince mcmahon i mean mm-hmm. fuck. <laughs> you know what i mean like how many lives can we get through in two hours like what what do you, what are some of the things they're going to focus on what are the some of the things you hope they focus on in this documentary
1: dude two hours plus commercials with commercials exactly. so we're looking at maybe an hour and a half hour 45. yeah it's it's going to be i'm i'm waiting for the netflix series that's going to be four episodes uh hbo max is doing another multi episode series i'm waiting for those they they'll go more into detail how much can you tell in this short amount of time what are they going to touch on they'll touch on steroids they'll touch on his climb then go to steroids and then go to this
0: hint at you know abuse scandals throughout you know history throughout the time it'll, it'll,
1: it'll be sprinkled throughout there maybe talk about a couple of the uh shady uh, performers he had with him you know aka fabulous moolah people like that
0: maybe uh, maybe maybe but um you know we'll pro-
1: definitely talk about hogan
0: yeah i i hope at least they get at least a mention of the world bodybuilding federation just at Lisa mentioned, and oh, they and then, have to, and they, they have, have to. to get Vince, <laughs> yeah. Vince singing at the, uh, was it the Slammies that one year? I think so, In like yeah. the Eighties, yeah. You know, when well, it was he, like the first yeah. years of Slammy, I don't he know. had
1: like a glitter pants or something, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, we move on to our last story of the evening. Cano uh, escaped to that takeshta uh, you know of uh. You know, he's wrestled a lot in AEW. He's a lot of coming up in AEW. Mm-hmm, Not, mm-hmm. He doesn't wrestle there exclusively. He wrestles in Japan. I can't remember if it's for Dragon Gate. I can't remember. But anyways, yeah. don't know. Sorry. Uh, but Kanoosuke Kino- Takeshi was recently booked for the King of Indies tournament coming up in November. But it was announced earlier today that he was pulled from the tournament. Hmm. Um, this tournament does fall on the same weekend as AEW full gear
1: yeah
0: so <laughs> i wonder what happened there it remains to be seen if he'll have a match at full gear uh what his aew status is right now but you know we'll have more in the coming weeks but this is you know the reason why he's pulled from um the king of indies was because mm-hmm. of aew on the same weekend i mean it's, yeah. it's I more mean... and more that they're pulling them from independent shows Right. And you're seeing it now like I said with Tony Khan not wanting John Moxley to wrestle in GCW. And I know that can be a little different cuz GCW can be more violent. West Coast Pro is a, you know, it's traditional wrestling, you know what I mean? Right, like there's matches right. of every variety. Uh where GCW has a little bit more of the deathmatch variety.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a scheduling conflict, right? Yeah. I, in my opinion, yeah.
0: Well, a scheduling conflict as in like these two things have been booked for months like mm, yeah like yeah, you know what i mean yeah. like yeah, at, we, at, we did hear
1: about this a couple
0: weeks a uh, couple months ago right uh what him being in, what full gear at um koi well king of king indies, indies was announced yeah. for yeah a couple months um same with you know full gear was announced for some time now yeah. so and i also want to add that you know aew is planning to come to the bay area eventually too. Yeah. So, and you know, everyone that I've talked to says they're going to be at Cal Palace one night, Chase Center the other.
1: Yeah, but you know the order that I've been told is in reverse of how you want it. Right? You want your major show to be at Chase. Chase and your secondary show to be at Cal Palace. Yeah. But the information I hear, I don't know. I'm, you know, it, who cares? As long as they come, I don't care. I
0: think the legends. <laughs> I think like having a legends night at the Cal Palace. Dynamite, you know. Let's honor. Okay, all that, would, the yeah, Francisco that would yeah. That would
1: be cool. Yeah, that would be cool.
0: Dynamite there, and then you can move. You could have if you're going to do a live rampage. Do rampage at Chase Center along with, um, uh, full gear the next night or whatever. Or um, oh, that would that revolution.
1: That'd that be awesome. Yeah, I would take that in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah, but we'll see. It remains to be seen. So. Uh, I think that about does it here for us today, Jose. Ye. Yeah. All right. Have fun. This is great. Good show. Good show, as most people would say. Hmm. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, comment down below. Let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, subscribe, you know, because it really does help us out, and it doesn't cost you a penny, like at all. And eventually, it'll give us a penny by you not paying a penny. It's all ego. Or if, City Wrestling Radio. if you want to pay a penny or more, go check out the store yeah. down below. Yeah. Link down below. There you go. Brand That's the way you
1: can contribute monetarily.
0: I, I actually prefer the, the the shares and subscribes right now. But okay. If you, you want to buy a T-shirt, go for it. Comes, show
1: that you support the, the show. Comes in all
0: sizes. Don't know the quality, but we'll <laughs> see.
1: We'll get one and report back to you. All right,
0: guys. We'll see you. We'll see you again next week here at City Wrestling Radio and wherever you uh listen to fine podcasts have a wonderful day evening week weekend morning and i'll see you guys later goodbye ladies and gentlemen this has been city rest of the to thank you for joining us good night good night